The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland. Mm, and today we're going to be cat. talking a little nerdy and having a bit of fun. Fair enough. And my cat just keep look, I can't leave. You're stuck with me. So, it's just, I don't know. You know, it's bad when your cat gets sick of you. Mine's sick of Yeah. Me. Yeah. But, I mean, that can change, you know, because, you know, I, maybe I'll, I'll just feed her in some point, so she'll be fine. She'll survive. So, yeah, so, all right, craziness, uh, the world's coming to an end, all that kind of jazz, uh, so how are you doing? I'm good, I got an interesting text from my dad, uh, Bernie Tasmania, where my family's from, has been completely quarantined, Bernie. Corn- like, Bernie. Like, it- like <sighs> burning, or like Bernie Sanders? Like Bernie Sanders, um, okay. it's this little island at the bottom of the world, called Bernie Tasmania, awesome. Oh, so and there's, he's... There's- Okay, so it's like below Australia, there's some place even more remote. There, It is. It's the smallest area in Tasmania. Lex, would you send me a copy of that uh, email Dad sent me? I want to read it on air. But the entire city has been quarantined. It's like a port city. And so my mom's there right, right now. She's visiting family. So she's completely stuck. Australia's doing, oh, I'm yawning. I'm sorry. Australia's wow. doing uh, pretty well with the, uh, with the quarantine. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a little, I'm a little surprised. That's a nice way of putting it, right? You're a little surprised at what's happening? Because uh, uh, I, what I was reading is that because people are staying indoors, the animals are becoming, are coming closer to, to humanity. Oh yeah. Nature's like taking back over in some places. It's right. great. And things, so, it's something like what, four out of five things can kill you. Uh, yes, but that's so, not the yeah, problem I think we're that's having. Helping, I think that's that, that's helping people stay indoors. Well, of the uh, so I got this text from my dad, this email, and it said, "Of the coronavirus cases in Tasmania, seventy-two are linked to the northwest coast, and forty-three are healthcare workers." And Dad's like, "Taswegians," which is Tasmanians. He's just kidding around. He's like, "I appreciate Taswegians aren't the sharpest tools in the shed, but how did this happen?" Maybe some brain-dead greenies, bush-hippie-dullard fucktards weren't listening to television or radio and being Tasmanians didn't understand the concept of cognitive or rational thinking and decided, why don't the 32 of us go rabbit shooting as a group in one car? That'll save us money on petrol. Then with the money we save, the 32 of us can go sit in one room and drink beer. Then, when we're good and drunk, we'll go into town and drool on people. So that I got that from my dad, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh my god, he's he's quite yeah. hard on 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 his own city. And I was like, uh, now you have to remember, Australia. You know, I joke and say we're the way deep south, but Tasmania is like the Kentucky of Australia. Um, I'm from like the way, way, way deep south, and 
they're not thinking very well. And I got a text from my dad and he's saying that our grandma thinks they may close Bernie off. Mm. Um, and then my dad Because said of the virus? Just for the great because good. of the virus. It's actually very popular. Tasmania has a rainforest and some of the cleanest air in the world. And Bernie is one of the ports that stops out for people to go through Tasmania to get there. And when this virus started, people went, let's go there. It's safe and it's clean. So they took it to this tiny town at the bottom of the world. Anyway, my dad's very upset. They've got the pubs closed in Australia, and he never thought his hands would have more alcohol than his stomach. Wow. So wow, he's very, very they upset. Closed, they, they closed. Can you still buy it? Oh, you can still buy beer. Okay. Dad, dad hasn't shot himself right. yet. Um, we we right. know. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I've drank with a few Australians in my past. That was a mistake, yeah. Paul. You know, yeah, I know this. I haven't done it in 25 years, so I definitely learned my lesson. <laughs> but yeah, I get it. Mm. Well, Dad thinks like- the uh, virus may be taking it slower down there because people, some people do have um, some blood content in their alcohol, but he <laughs> thinks we're a bit, a bit, bit better disinfected than most people. I pointed out that Italy drinks more wine than we do, and they got it pretty bad. Uh, yeah, but they're huggers. Oh, good point. Australians, you know, got that uh, European, the the English um, English mm-hmm. coldness, you know, where you see a child and don't and give them a hearty handshake on their eighteenth birthday and wish them luck. So it's, uh, mm-hmm. I think the uh, the elusive plus the booze may save us. Um, all joking so aside, <laughs> good ish. I guess. Ish, yeah, my mum's stuck in a little tiny town in Tasmania. She can't go anywhere. Mm. And then she cracked a tooth, so she's pretty pissed. Yeah, I know. I did, on a personal note, I, one of my, uh, I don't know how she's related to me, but I, I think she's either an aunt or my cousin, but she's not doing so well. They, in fact, they had to do a uh, tracheotomy on her. They, she's in, I believe she's in her 70s and she'll kill me. I hope she doesn't get mad if I got that wrong. Uh, and uh, they, they were, I think she was one of the first uh, batch of people that were like getting rest on on the uh, respirators or the mm-hmm. ventilators, and they were had her put uh, on her stomach before that. But she's been in and out, so you know, yeah, sir. Please, Anne Marie, thoughts and prayers out to her. So there you go. Yeah, everyone say a prayer for Aunt Marie. Jesus, that's awful. Mm-hmm. There's something. It's I don't know. It's a couch. You think the world would get closer over something like this? But people still aren't being as thoughtful, I think, as they need to be. Some celebrities are. <sighs> I'm, like, falling asleep. Not the Madonnas. Like, Madonna. What was? What were you saying about Madonna? Oh, uh, yeah. She said this virus is going to be the great equalizer between the classes while she's uh, naked in a milk bath filled with rose petals. Yeah, that's awesome. I liked uh, What's-Her-Face. Jennifer Aniston did this thing. She got on and played a drinking game with whoever wanted to join her, and it was never happened ever. <laughs> it was a drinking game? Yeah. You had to take a drink every time. She got on and she played a drinking game with whoever wanted to play. Then oh, you have Bill, okay. Bill Maher, who uh, is helping fund um, school lunches for kids in his area. He's paying restaurants to give the kids lunches um, that yeah, would normally get school lunches. Yeah, I just wish you everything that comes out of the white house so i'm not you know and he's helping the other the other way he's making he's not yeah work. then you yeah. have uh snoop dog who a lot of people don't know um he's one of the coolest people on the planet he's always p- paid for peewee football if you play peewee football in long beach 
you don't have to pay anything. Snoop Dogg paid for all kids to play peewee football. Um, oh, yeah. Peewee football and Shia. He's always been really good to Long Beach. When he left, he's one of the guys that didn't like leave. He built a house there, stayed there and supported the area. Well, he's putting a lot yeah. of money into food banks. He's paying, doing the same thing Bill Mars do, paying, paying for kids' lunches that would normally be getting lunches in schools. Um, I've never really been a fan of rap music, but that's, you know, I'm not saying that that's it, but, uh, you know, if any friend of Martha's is a friend of mine. Yeah. So, uh, and I just did get her a new issue of Living uh, today. Uh, let's see, 100, 100 fresh ways to reveal in, to reve- revel in spring. Fortunately, nice. it's probably going to be indoors. Mm. Well, I will say that, uh, so Snoop Dogg, if you guys ever get the chance to meet him, he is one of the most down-to-earth, cool people you could possibly meet. Snoop is awesome. Um, and his wife is brilliant. They've been together since high school. But he's uh, always been very, very charitable. And you're seeing more celebrities. Like, you see a few of them who are way out of touch doing the, I know how to make the world better, we'll sing at them. <laughs> then you have, like, the Matthew McConaughey's, the George Clooney's, and it was actually started by the Keanu Reeves of the world. Um, yeah. Has said, Those three hey, guys aren't afraid to get their hands dirty. Yeah. Well, they're saying, write me, tell me you got bills or something. They're paying people's bills. Like, people are sending them their bills and they're covering them. <laughs> It's really freaking awesome. And one person online was complaining that they were doing it for non-Americans, but what, they're just doing it for whoever writes them and needs them and has, like, a real need. Uh, you know what? I don't see – why is that a thing? You know, I don't know. I'm just letting you somebody know what needs the help. If somebody needs help, they can help whoever they want. Yep. You know? It's their they, money, they, they only and they give that away. To, <laughs> they only wanted to help, you know, uh, 17-year-old French girls – there you go. They'll only help. It's their money. They can do what they want. But yeah, why but, not? But they're It'll. helping. Like, I think it's really cool. And I happen to like, like I've had a crush on Keanu Reeves and decided I was going to marry him when I was like 16. Then he was in this band called Dogstar playing with Bon Jovi in Australia. And mm. I got invited back to the hotel room. Not by him, but like by his people. My dad wouldn't let me go. I was really pissed. Then I found I'll out why years later. <laughs> uh, 15. <laughs> 15. I, I now have a better oh my, opinion. Okay, let me try this. I, I, I now have a better opinion of your father. Okay. What so, was it? F- 15 almost. <laughs> 15 almost? 15 yeah, almost. Yeah, 15, <laughs> see, how old is the answer? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Dad, he wouldn't explain why. He's just like, you're not, yeah, you're not going to hotel party with uh, Bon Jovi and Dogstar. I'm like, why not, Daddy? I love them. He's like, that's what I'm afraid of, sweetie. Time to go home. Yeah, even though the, of the bands, we're not exactly talking like Motley Crue and Ozzy Osbourne, you know? We're talking Bon Jovi. Uh, he still wouldn't I mean, let me go. <laughs> I get <laughs> that, and I wouldn't either. <laughs> it wasn't, but, but it wasn't John Bon Jovi I was trying to go see. It was Keanu Reeves. He was playing with his band that. Dogstar. I get that. Still, it was a hard no from my None of these guys, for both, even the the Bon Jovi to the Dogstar guys, none of these guys have have, have any sort of history problematic that would be considered problematic. Yeah, Yeah, these guys weren't exactly, you know, like snorting coke off of uh, hookers' uh, fake boobs and stuff like that. That that wasn't their thing. So, you know, I don't remember any of them having any sort of drug problems. None. But, well, but... But I worked around Richie Sambora. The I think maybe maybe I had some. Well, he and Heather Locklear had some problems, and then he left like Heather Locklear for Denise Richards, and that whole weird Charlie Sheen thing happened. But beyond that, like 
no, it's 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 a pretty chill group. Like if you're gonna go off with rock stars, go off with Bon Jovi. But maybe right. just you know, right. don't go off with rock stars, especially when you know. My how did my mum put it best? When I started modelling, I was doing uh, underwear. Anyone so much as looked at me, my mum was standing to the side screaming jail bait. So I don't know. I had pretty involved parents. I was very. Lucky I, I have to light it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to look at her to take the picture. Cat <laughs> giving you some trouble. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get why she did that. Yeah. So it wasn't. So I, I'm not. I'm not going to criticize that they did the right thing. But yeah. So the the long and the short of it, we got to go to break in a sec. Is um, my parents apparently wouldn't let me go get um, molested. So good parenting. Right. Um. And then, but yeah, these guys are actually being really, really awesome. And I like that. And nothing wrong with that. So, no, so uh, for all the celebrities that are out of touch, you've got some really cool celebrities really helping people out. Like Adam Driver is sending people masks. You've got um, the guy from The Office that did that show, Some Good News. He's actually taking oh, yeah, the product. Mm-hmm. He's taking the product marketing proceeds, him and his wife, who's like hugely famous on her own. And they're taking the not. proceeds from the show. Uh-huh. And they're taking the proceeds from the show and giving it to people in need. So I think it's really cool how, how some celebrities are handling this. Um, Madonna's fantastic, but <laughs> let's not focus on Madonna. She's doing it wrong. Um, and it's a long I, way from a girl from Detroit. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, go. it's, but, it's, it's uh, a little bit of a, but I will say, like, then you have the, uh, what's his face? Uh, Dana White, who I'm not going to slam on. I have uh, my own history with Dana White. Um, I called him once. I thought he was a woman. He thought I was a man. So we have a nice inside joke there. Uh, in my defense, his name's Dana. And they called yeah. and said an exec from Paramount was calling. So he assumed I'd be a dude. So we, we have a nice laugh there. But he is buying an island to put on MMA fights. That shows just a little out of touch. I, he should be putting them on. Now's a great time for um, publicity for any fighters, for anyone that wants mm. to do anything. It's a great time. But Dana, you're doing it wrong, and I like you, and you know that, buddy. Okay, oh, yeah, so well, we, is, yeah, so we can isolate the fights. That's that's I think that's a reason. I, I understand, yeah. but you uh-huh. don't. When the world has been fired, jump on television and say I bought an island. His PR people need a spanking. I'm not saying don't buy the island. I'm, I'm saying handle yeah, it differently. Yeah. But it's like I bought the island so I can share, continue to share wrestling with the world. Yeah, MMA. But yes. That's exactly right. Okay, right. Put, a, put a spin on it that makes you not sound like an asshole. I'd like to remind right, everyone, we, every time we use that language, we give we, money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and free MMA. Alexis is getting upset as Paul swears in the background. We are going to go to break. When we, uh, when we come back, we're actually going to be on with some fighters from free MMA, and we'll ask no. them their opinion of Dana White's uh, PR stunt to buy an island. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin, and we'll be right back. After this, he's still swearing, Alexis. (laughs) Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. 
you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of the militant moderate Paul Michael Bowen. Welcome back, Paul. Oh, yeah. And, and we we have guests today. So who are we talking to? We are going to be talking to, I think right now we have on Gustavo, Eric, and Jared. I don't think we have Patrick yet. And that's a new boy band? That No, those are MMA fighters. <laughs> but it does oh. sound like a boy band when you put it like that. Sorry, guys. That, that, was, that, was, that was just a little joke. That's Paul's version of "Don't Hit Me." Um, I might infect you. You can't hit me. I might. I'm at risk. There you go. (laughs) So, guys, welcome to the show. Um, I'm going to start. Jared, you've been on here before. Usually, you're on here talking about S and M. So, this is a little bit different. I'm going to start with you. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself, and then we're going to go down. Uh, Well, thank you for having me on again. And uh, you're right. Usually, we're talking about an entirely different subject. So about myself in this regard, I am a uh, mixed martial arts cage fighter. I run a nonprofit gym in Cathedral City, California called Frame MMA, where my guys are currently training at it, and some of the fighters are here today to talk to all of you as well. Okay. Uh, Gustavo? Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I'm just a brand-new fighter. I'm new to the whole MMA thing, but I've been training like crazy since I was in high school. And uh, they, I was lucky enough to start, you know, drilling and practicing with free MMA, and I can't wait to start again. Eric? Hi, guys. Um, it's Eric Soto here. Uh, I'm a local fighter from Palm Springs, California, and I found free MMA because I was looking for other gyms. But I'm a professional mixed martial artist, and I'm just looking to stay active and keep fighting. Now, um, so let me know when we get Patrick as well. I'm going to have you guys, I'm going to ask you guys some questions and we're going to chat a little. Um, Eric, uh, Gus, have you guys been on 
a radio show or TV or done any of that before? No, this I've is my first on... time, actually. <laughs> okay. It's pretty crazy. I've been Eric? on a TV show, but that's about it. Okay. So what? it's it's really, really easy. Say whatever comes to your mind. Um, every time you use bad language, we had to do this because of Sean Patrick Flannerty. He said the F word 72 times in uh, in like 15 minutes. And so we, PA we up, was kind of the issue. So Yeah, he said it over a loudspeaker it, live at Comic-Con. Uh, yeah. <laughs> while the show was recording. Um, so now we give money to charity every time. So you can say whatever you want. Yeah, um, we swear because we care about exactly. the children. Mm-hmm. So it. We, we do it for the kids. Exactly. Swear. As much yeah, as you want. Really. You can say whatever you want. Really. So I want, yes. I can leave myself. <laughs> Get really creative because her assistant has to pull them out and she loves doing that. It's one oh, of yeah, her favorite things. She loves counting them. <laughs> She's cussing in the background. All right, guys, so I'm going to ask you, um, I know you guys all kind of go to the same gym and you're working on your image and you're working on your marketing. For people that are stuck now inside that want to be fighters and want to do what you're doing, they're kind of stuck. I mean, no one's going out and fighting, though it would be really good PR if they did. Alexis has told me I'm not to encourage that because lawsuits. Um, what what are you guys doing to stay fit, stay active, stay ready? Because I know, like, Jared has a fight in June or July, um, and I know there's a charity one in Palm Springs coming up that you're all three going to be in. Um, what are you doing to stay active? We'll start with Eric. Well, I've been, um, I've been working out at home, and I actually have a buddy of mine who let me borrow his private gym, and I've been actually training there uh, daily. And just getting a workout, my getting my workouts in, getting my cardio in. Um, I'm trying to stay as uh, much as possible to my next fight weight class, which is going to be at 205. Hopefully, whenever this thing clears out in June. But I'm just staying active. Um, to me, it hasn't been really as hard. Uh, just uh, no sparring because I, I can't really train with anybody, and just uh, and doing my basic drills that I've learned over the years over the past eight to eight to ten years from wrestling, boxing, Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, and just a little bit of everything. Okay. And then, uh, Eric, uh, uh, we got you. Uh, Gus, what are you doing? Right now, I am focusing on cardio, like a lot of cardio, because I know my last fight, I was so, like, even I, I did, like, miles and miles. I was so out of breath. So I'm focusing mm-hmm. on that all the time, and uh, I do a lot of shadow boxing. But because of this corona thing, I can't really spar with anyone. And since all the fighters are over there in Palm Springs, I'm in Fontana, I can't really work with anyone. So I'm pretty much just on my own here doing my own thing. So pretty much all okay. I can do is just my stand-up game. That's always something good to work on. And Jared, what about you? You know, just like the other guys, I'm training at home. I'm getting my cardio in. And I feel the same way. It's hard not uh, not getting your licks in with somebody, or not getting your sparring in, because not only does it affect your your fight game in general, because you start losing maybe your heightened senses, some things start slipping because you're not facing the fact that you have to dodge punches or block or anticipate somebody else. You're always working on your solo or working on yourself. So I definitely can feel that that lack of adrenaline rush, that lack of that the person you have to train with. 
But I think as long as everyone's staying in their cardio and keep doing their stuff, uh, we'll be ready to jump back in real quickly. And as for myself personally, along with all of that, I'm also creating videos and content to put out so people can stay active alongside with me, whether it's doing MMA drills or in general exercise. Now, I will say, if you guys have people at home, maybe get them a paintball gun and have them shoot it at you and you practice dodging. That might help with your speed. Um, I think I think we have Patrick. I you think can we have dodge Patrick a wrench. You can dodge a ball. Is it exactly? Really what we're we're going with of, the dodgeball ball. So that's a little bit much. <laughs> I think we're gonna just start a war right now. <laughs> yeah, there's another reason I'm not you doing shoot MMA. Me, I'm shoot you back. I've been doing some sparring with my wife, but I demand that you do some sparring with your wife. <laughs> he um, I, I think as a professional fighter, you always lose that with one. Your wife, is not going to give you what you need, and it might get you hurt. That depends who your saying. wife is. It's Michelle Watterson. You're going to get your ass beat. Yeah, that's a valid point. <laughs> I'll give you that. Uh, Patrick, welcome to the show. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Hi. Hey. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, I'm originally from uh, Detroit, uh, now new native to California. Um, I've been training for martial arts about eight, nine years now, just about. And uh, decided to give my hand a go in uh, MMA with you guys, and I'm having so much fun learning everything and just getting better as a fighter. Where'd you say you were from? Uh, you right. Me too. Fair enough. All right. See, uh, you yeah, got someone great, else from Detroit, a, Paul. Yeah, it's a great place to be from. <laughs> it's uh, not a great place mm. to be. <laughs> it's fun. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, all right. Now, guys, you each uh, are in different stages of your fighting career. Some of you are coming back to it. Some of you are brand new to it. Some of you have been doing it a while. Uh, we have people write all, all the time on Twitter and ask, how do, how do you get into like how to get into a fight or how to, uh, and I don't mean a street fight. They can do that plenty well. Yeah, how to get into professional <laughs> MMA fights. Or how to get, yeah, just how to start doing that. Or even amateur. Yeah. Do, yeah. Do, yeah, not from calling someone Susie, but, you know. What advice would you have? Um, I know, Patrick, you're coming up on your first one. Gus, you finished your first one. Eric, you're a pro. Jared, you've been doing this for longer than, you know, Jesus lived. So at diff you're, you're all at very, very different points. Um, what's, what's it like just for, for Patrick uh, knowing you're coming up on your first one? Um, it's exciting. It's very exciting. It feels a little surreal. I mean, I'm not used, not a uh, stranger to being on like a uh, platform or stage or anything like that. So I'm looking forward to like putting on a good show. But at the same time, it's like, I, I'm, how much can I really prepare for something I'm not prepared for? That's fair enough. Gus, you just finished your first one. What's that like? Well, the feeling is pretty like at first it hits you hard. You're just like, oh, my God, I just won my first fight. But then it just goes away, like, immediately. So it's not something that you can absorb really quick. I just, uh, all I just want to do is train and train and just be ready for my next fight. That's pretty much just my mentality because I don't want to stop this. Like, I just want to fight. I like that. Uh, Eric, you're a professional fighter. You won your, your fight. You took a break, had a daughter, did all kinds of stuff, and then came back to it. What was it like coming back after taking a break? Uh, it was great. I actually took a couple breaks because, uh, I mean, my first break was from an injury, a back injury, and it actually put me out for three years. 
and um, a lot of weight. I, I gained a lot of weight during that, and then I came back after that, actually fought and won again, and then I found out I was having a baby, so I took another break. You know, I had to get my financial. Uh, I got to. I got my. I had to stabilize myself financially. You know, um, get married, everything, make everything happen first in my personal life arrange everything before I come back and now that I got everything in order in my personal life it's great to come back and I mean just pursue my career and I'm just trying to fight at the best level I can for the longest I can I like that now Jared I'm gonna ask you lost your last fight what's it like to lose a fight I was actually gonna say it myself because I thought it was something good to talk about um you can take it a lot of different ways. And I'm no stranger uh, to the cage, let alone taking a loss. You know, everyone has. And so I'll tell you what, the first time you take a loss, it can be very disheartening. It can be very, uh, it can actually take away some of your motivation. A lot of guys will quit after their first time. Um, and so to get back into it and go through it again and again and again, it's, it can either motivate you, make you feel stronger about yourself, make you feel like, okay, I got to get back in there. I got to redeem myself. I'm going to take out that next guy or I'm going to do better or it can destroy you. It really depends on your personality. If your entire life you're used to handouts or you're used to people making things easy for you and you're used to getting your way, you might have some difficulties. The cage might be a very unforgiving place for you. But if you can take your losses on the chin and you can come back stronger, then you'll be just fine. I like that. That's really good. All right, guys, we are going to go to break. When we come back... Sorry? I said in all all defense... Jared didn't lose that fight. I was there. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Right. Thank Just you. Saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. When we All come right. back, we okay. are going to be on well, with right. Eric. There's we are going to be on with Gustavo. We are going to be on with Patrick. We are going to be on with Jared. And we are going to be on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin, talking about MMA. And I'm going to ask you guys' opinion on um, Dana White buying an island. We'll be right back after this. Okay. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You 
are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland. G'day, Paul. Mm-hmm. And we and are on... Talking to a bunch of guys who like to hit him one another, so there in you go. Fa- in, in very small shorts. Um, <laughs> to the guys that wrote in, yes, we will put up some pictures. I had a bunch of guys write in about that. We are on with Eric, Gustavo, Patrick, and Jared. We've been talking about... Um, what it's like to be an MMA fighter at all different stages. I've had you guys write in on Twitter and we will talk about the island because everyone's got different opinions online about that. So we're going to talk to the guys here. Uh, Eric, what's your opinion? What do you think? I think the, I think the island, the whole island thing is a, it's a cool idea. I mean, it's like a, a grown man Disneyland. You go in there and you just beat up and beat up each other. But as a fighter's perspective, I think I mean, they got to make their paychecks. These fighters are just staying at home. They're not really getting paid. And they got to they gotta maintain their families. And I feel like um, that's like a neutral zone. If you, every, everything is sanitized and everybody's doing good, I mean, I feel like we can, we can still entertain people with these fights okay. and the Ireland going on. I mean, no crowd. I don't know if you've ever been to a local show, but usually local shows have a... Uh, less of a crowd, and when these fighters hit each other, uh, you can hear the, the cracks on the on the punches, mm-hmm. on the kicks, and just spices things up a bit more. So I feel like that, that, would, that would do good for the media. I like that. Okay. Um, let's go with Patrick. What do you think? Um, the whole island thing, um, I'm a little upset. Because everyone's got an island now, and I want to buy an island when I get to make that much money. So I hope they change things in the future. I think it's a great island. Buy your island, boo boo. Buy that island. I want one. Yeah. I mean, the the owner of the league is the only one I know of buying an island. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, fuck you, Dana White. Millions of dollars in your island. Okay, I I like that. Uh, Gus, what do you think? (laughs) I think it's a cool idea, but at the same time, it's kind of scary. I mean, they've posted memes about this thing. Like, it's going to be like Mortal Kombat, you know? Like, people are just going to have death fights on, like, low, like, underground Mall websites court. or something, you know? Yeah, but at yeah, the same time, Wasn't this a video game with because while, I, while playing girls or something? Yes. I, I remember. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I'm upset because I want to go, too, and I won't be invited. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, man, what the hell? <laughs> okay. Like, what about the commoner, okay. you know? like <laughs> Yeah, right. Geez. All right, I like that. Jared, your thoughts? I got a few different thoughts, and I want to start this by saying Dana White has always been the kind of guy to kind of say something first or do something first and then figure out the logistics later. Uh, and, uh, you know, this island is actually a pretty good idea as far as it goes for keeping fighters employed and keeping people involved in the UFC and not letting uh, the MMA world grow stagnant. But if you think about it, a lot of the guys who are fighting, even at that level, have side hustles. And one of the guys I fought with in one of my fights, he was doing an out-of-contract out of fight from Bellator. 
and I'm sitting, sitting talking to this guy, learning from him, asking about his tactics and what he does. And he came out that he does he, he buys realty. Uh, he's in uh, the house house owning and buying business and selling and all that stuff. So he's not making his money from fighting really. It's coming from this alternative business. And a lot of fighters you'll see will have to move into that because their label will not be promoting or doing other shows. So I commend the UFC and Dana White for doing that. I will say, though, who's sanctioning the fights? Who's governing them? Who, what state is going to take responsibility for this, you know, Mortal Kombat island that he now has out in the middle of whatever ocean? It's, it was risky, and I don't know if it's going to pay off well. Interesting. Yeah, well, where I is think- this island? Where is this thing? Lex, look up where the island is. Area, so, we'll, we'll know in a sec. Now, I By think... Area 51. If you can Ooh. own entertainment in a, in, a, in, a, in a dead period, meaning uh, during the Great Depression, the entertainment industry, boxing, things like that did well. Um, and it does well because people are kind of trapped. Right now, the biggest stars in the world are going to come off of TikTok. I'm always right about this. It's like my job. I'm a... Uh, <clears throat> what is it? An entertainment psychic. But if you... He's, he's done something very, very well. He's promoted it very poorly because people are seeing him in the same light like they're seeing Madonna, where it's kind of, uh, it's in the digital. When? It's a little different. I'll, g- I'll give him more points than I Madonna. I agree. <laughs> I agree. What's up, Lex? What did Madonna oh, do to you guys? <laughs> oh, no, no. She, was, she did that thing where she was trying to say that this, the, uh, this virus is going to ease out, is going to equal out society. And the, the haves are going to be and the have-nots are going to switch places while she's in a bathtub filled with milk and rose petals. Yeah, it wasn't well thought out. I like the Thanos aspect to what like she's saying. Like a Thanos now. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I like the Thanos <laughs> so aspect. she like 82 you know? now? I mean, oof. 75, but yeah. All right, the Thanos. Okay, great. Jeez, Madonna, Madonna is Thanos. Ah. All right. Damn. Now for you guys. Um, I think that's years are in relevance. But, you know, that's... Uh, is <laughs> irrelevance, yeah. The um, if you guys could invite, you know, if if you had advice for for somebody just starting out wanting to fight, what advice would you give them? I'm going to start with Eric. Well, to me, I feel like if you're going to start fighting, your foundation needs to be wrestling. No matter what you do in MMA, you go down to the ground, whether you're a good boxer or not stand-up, boy tie, whatever, wrestling has to be a strong foundation for you. Even even against uh, BJJ guys, I've, uh, I've um, grappled with guys at One World up in AK, and um, I'm, I, just, I didn't do wrestling at a college level, I did wrestling at a high school level, and they had uh, black belts had a hard time with me just because of my wrestling. Like, we went in there, we went at it, we rolled, and right off the bat I was just keeping control and they knew like oh you're a wrestler so that a lot of guys didn't want to roll with me after that so I just feel like that uh, wrestling is uh, one of the strongest foundations there and obviously you mix it up with um, with some grappling so catch wrestling will be perfect for that and I say just start out with that and work basics from boxing and rank up from there I like that. Okay. That's good advice. Uh, I'm going to say Patrick. Um, I'd say as a, I have a different look on it when it comes to being a martial artist. I would say just train as much as you can until you beat everybody in the gym. <laughs> and then, you know, just keep 
keep going, keep going, and learn as much as you can because there are so many different elements to multiple different forms of martial arts and not use things from from China, things from Japan and Korea and, you know, and the Philippines. And I have so many different things that make me in my unique smell, like what I believe I am. And so I'd encourage people to do the same thing too. It's whatever you think looks cool, try it out in your backyard and until you make it look right. And, you know, if, if a certain fighting style is something that you want to go for to make you, to make you like a little more agile or get to the next step of where you want to go as a, as a fighter, then by all means, go for it. I like that. Gus? Well, I would suggest, uh, don't stop. Just keep pushing. Uh, what it is with, uh, most fighters that are starting off, they just, they don't feel the motivation. Just keep pushing, keep forcing yourself, go past your limits I mean, you could even see my uh, bruises on my Instagram. I have one where uh, Master Chu literally beat me up so bad, like I had bruises all over my face. Master Chu. Yep. <laughs> and I still <laughs> kept going. Uh, he, he's my, he's one of the fighters also. And uh, yeah, he, he left me pretty bruised up and I still kept on going. I still kept on pushing. Right now, as it stands, like I feel like I could stand up to Jared, maybe. <laughs> Uh, oh, but, uh, all right, brother. He's <laughs> <laughs> calling you out. Okay. He's calling you out. I am calling you out, Jared. You're you're the fight, first one fight, I want to fight. fight. <laughs> but that, we got to set that, that up, man. I'm you tired of waiting. I don't want to do nothing the whole time. <laughs> you you just have to set your, your goals you and you have to go for it. <laughs> What's it going to look like with so, you when we so social distancing? It's just you two shouting at one another from across <laughs> over the fence. They stand on opposite sides of the table. PlayStation. That's when talking crap comes back. Yeah, no, I could yeah. do the. Oh, yeah, I'm from Detroit, man. I could no, do the dozens. Three, PlayStation <laughs> Four. You got no. Just get him a Wii each. One of those boxing games. Um, yeah, there no, we go. No, no, we're gonna be on the UFC on the PlayStation. On the PlayStation. <laughs> All right, uh, Jared. What advice would you suit. have? Bubble suits. I'm gonna, oh, bubble. I'm gonna find <laughs> like the bubble, the bubble going. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, bubble suits. I might like actually that. consider it. I might, I might jump in. Bubble suits. There you go. Really, really big bubble. <laughs> Why not soccer boppers? You guys remember those little inflatable boxing gloves? Soccer boppers. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, but you can still spit at the other guy. So you're trying to prevent fluid <laughs> going to your face. Uh, yeah, the problem with those. I'm trying to answer your question. <laughs> That's a lot. Go ahead. <laughs> right, I'm going to try to answer your question in the middle of this silence. All right, here we go. I'm going to piggyback off Eric for a second and say absolutely be, uh, I would say, a master of your craft. So he's saying have a strong wrestling background. I'm going to say this, and that is have a strong aspect of something. Having a great foundation no matter what is good for your mental state. I would say from a marketing perspective and something I learned from selling myself, if you have a niche, if you have something you're already an expert at, and you tie it into MMA or you do things on the side, like I did Taekwondo for many, many years. I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. I've been teaching it for many years. So a lot of that I incorporate not just into my fighting and my sparring, but into the videos I put out and the content I provide. And so having something you're an expert at alongside the MMA will work well for you, especially during this time of like no one going out to do anything. Everyone's just taking in mass amounts of media. This is a really good time to show off something you're already really good at. 
Correct. I actually agree with that. You can give me the worst fighter in the world and I can make him famous. You can give me the best fighter in the world and I can make him famous. You give me someone that's boring, I quit. Hmm. So I, I, I can see that. Um, so apparently the MMA island is in international waters outside the U.S. The location has not been disclosed, but it will not be under U.S. law. <laughs> there you go. Wow, look at that. Sounds dangerous. <laughs> that's well, good. That's, 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 this is the stuff that the B-movies are made out of. <laughs> you know? that, that sounds like casino fights. It sounds like Battle I, Royale. I D-O-A. Uh, yeah. a really strange idea yeah. now. Dude, all the fighters know, just down combat with less, com- with less costumes. I think I've done oh, horror do movies Warzone. based on this. Warzone MMA. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. <laughs> we might be headed in that direction, you know? Well, what's the next? You've got to look at the next progressive logical step. It's either going to turn into a situation where it marries to some degree with the WWE and the... Um, dramatic marketing behind it or it's going to have to go in a more severe direction where but you already have five groups that are like literally really hitting each other with fluorescent bulbs so it it depends on which direction it's going to go i don't know if dana white would let the ufc specifically go in the wwe direction which he should but he spent far too long trying to get it to be legitimate so i i don't know i wouldn't mind walking out with fireworks you wouldn't mind walking out with fireworks I think that's a good idea. Yeah. It's good marketing. Now, what are you guys doing uh, to market yourselves now that you're off uh, punching each other? You're not you're not allowed to punch Ooh. each other right now. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I will trying to at least. Uh, uh, this coronavirus has affected us, or well, me and my family, a little bit uh, hard. So, just trying to stay on my toes for now. Now, everyone, give me your social media handles before we get to the end of the show, because we always end up screwing this up. Um, I'm going to start with Eric. Eric, where can everyone find you? You can find me on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, even TikTok. i got a TikTok now. Um, Good. Yeah. It's at eSotoDSMMA. Nice. We'll put up a link to that. Patrick, where can everyone find you? Everyone, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram uh, as uh, Patrick Leroy Burke. Um, I also have a Twitter, but it's not too too live right now. <laughs> I'm getting to it soon. He's totally going to fix the yeah, Twitter. I still don't know how to use it either. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like that. Gus, where can everyone find you? I am on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I don't know how to use Twitter. It's kind of weird. I, I don't even know how to tweet. But I am at <laughs> Estabo El Guapo. He's an old know, man, too. It's Spanish. <laughs> wow. That's a handle. That's a yeah, handle. Yeah, it is. That's it's a good no. handle. Tell uh, everyone what that means. Uh, Gustavo Handsome. Yep. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like it. That's a good it just one. It rolls right it's out. Funny. Yeah, there you story go. behind that. Sure. Uh, have we got, have we got everybody's wow. handle hang yet? On, hang on, i got to get Jared's handle, then we'll go to the store. Hang okay. On. Then Jared? we'll go back to the store. Sure, sure. Pin in that. Jared? Uh, well, thank you. But my, my handle is always the same. Everywhere you'll find me, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that all that good stuff. Uh, at Bear Fiorda. I think I have the shortest name. Now, why handsome, Gus? It was funny because... Uh, there was like a, a little 
sparring session going on, and uh, I was focused on making sure the fighters didn't hit the wall. And in the background, I, the, the other MMA fighters are like, what's a good name for this guy? Like, oh, my God, what about Tabo Churro? Like, no, 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 that's 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 so lame, man. Come on. And, and I'm just like, literally focused on these yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and someone passed me in the shoulder, and they, they literally shook me. And like, hey, hey, we got a good one for you. We're going to call you Tabo de Wapo. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah, you're handsome as hell, dude. Like, you should be named Tabo de Wapo. I'm just like, all right, all right, dude, come on. I got to focus on these two not getting hurt. And they're like, all right, all right, he, he's handsome, he's handsome. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fucking handsome. All right, guys, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's like, a good one. Wasn't that the villain in Three Amigos? Just saying. I'm it saying. was. Uh, El was, was the film of Three Amigos. <laughs> I like Three Amigos. That was a good film. Now, for all of you, what was the moment that you thought you might quit doing martial arts or doing MMA and you decided not to? Because I have people writing in on Twitter saying what inspires you. So what made you decide not to quit? I'm going to start with Eric. Shit. Oh, sorry. About that. Uh, That's what, all right. Hey, I mean, hey, you're giving no, money to charity to Jim, every time. Give to Jim <laughs> some donations, <laughs> brother. Keep going. All right. There was a there was a couple there was a couple of times like like when I barely uh, the first time I messed up. My, uh, well, actually, it started when I uh, when I barely started doing mixed martial arts because um, I started out with wrestling, knowing I wanted to do MMA, and after that I went to boxing, and I was trying to get uh, one of my coach. And my boxing coach literally told me, he's like, I'm not going to get you in any MMA fights. If you want to, if you're here boxing, I'm just going to train you to box. So I was kind of, uh, he didn't let me go do uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu after that because I used to go train. I used to sneak out to go do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu knowing that I uh, had potential to be a, a good boxer, but I wanted to be an MMA fighter. And I would go to BJJ and I talked to that coach and tried to get into some fights because I know he had some fighters on training, too. And he told me the exact same thing. He was like, you know what? I'm not going to get you in an MMA fight. So for a minute, at that time, I thought I was never going to get anywhere because I had nowhere to get started with. Like, I wanted to get some fights. I was doing boxing. I was doing uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. But at one point, I couldn't do nothing but I can do the MMA like what I wanted to. So I ended up traveling to San Francisco and um, I was out there working and I joined the MMA school out there and they actually promised me some fights for Camo and I was going to start out with them and I ended up moving back down to Palm Springs and started fighting there. But the reason why I didn't quit, after the first time I got injured from my back, I just, I took three three years of a layoff, so I was drinking a lot. I was partying. I was like, you know what, my back hurts. I'm, I can't really do much. I can't really train. And at this one point, I was just tired of, like, not being able uh, I was watching fights, and I saw guys that I was able to beat. So that kind of just, like, motivated me to keep pushing. So that's why I came back. Give you a kick in the spot. ass. Yeah, yeah, it's like I need to get back in there and like actually show these guys. I can't just stop here and and be like, oh, that guy could have made it far. Like I, I, I can't be an average Joe, you know. I, I just couldn't let that happen. Like my mom always taught me, never give up. Like you always got to push towards what you dream, no matter what people think about you. You got to keep pushing. 
And uh, that's the way I, I was raised and that's the way I was taught. So I, I, had, I didn't give up that time. And then I had a family. And then I was like, now my new motivation to not give up is my daughter and my wife. I like that. Guys, we well, have about yeah. four minutes. To, yeah. We only have about four minutes to close. So I'm going to give uh, you three like 30 seconds each. Okay. Um, Patrick, what inspires you? Why don't you quit? Um, I am a nerd through and through. I have always grown up with anime, Dragon Ball Z, uh, just anything, comic books, and seeing those heroes never give up and keep pushing, even when things got super tough, it kind of inspired me to keep going to, to, to be the best that I can be. And so that's my driving motivation. Whenever I get lazy or get a little fat, I just think, you know, like, hey, they didn't quit, so why should you? I like that. You're going by Goku's rules. I like that. Um, Gus, <laughs> you. Um, throughout my life, I've been picked on, harassed, and I just decided, you know, like, hey, why not fight back? But I'm not going to beat someone up for it. So I decided to just train and work hard and just, you know, be the best you can be. I like and, that. Yeah, You've got the army motto. I like that. Army motto. <laughs> uh, and Jared, you? I've been in martial arts my whole life. I've had numerous different competitions. It was. It felt like the next next progressional step for me to step into MMA. And the reason why I continue now is because I have such. A, I have a large and great amount of support from everybody, whether it's been family, friends, training partners. And, I, and I'll say this: make sure you guys have a good team. A bad team, people who don't motivate you, people who make you unhappy when you step into the gym, is going to kill your career and your mindset. And you're going to want to stop. So having a good team really helps you, and that's what I feel I have, and that's what keeps me motivated to continue. I like that. You only have strong um, we as your about- weakest teammate. There you go. Now, we have about two minutes left. Do any of you want to say anything to everyone out there? Well, I would like to talk about depression because uh, I'm pretty sure, like, a lot of people that want to fight and, you know, get depressed, I mean, just keep going at it. I mean, I know it's hard. Uh, keep your chin up. I know these are hard times. Just uh, keep pushing, man. Don't, don't give up the good fight. Yeah, I, like uh, that. I concur with that as well, too. Keep pushing to anybody out there, especially to those who are stuck at home in seemingly unbearable situations right now. But uh, just the best thing I can say to people is to meditate, get your peace, find your happiness, and if you can do some push-ups, train, and just try to find that peace before you go out there. I like that very, very much. You guys have a really good attitude, uh, especially with everything that's going on now. I'm definitely going to keep an eye on um, Gus calling out Jared. I sort of want to see that fight. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, I think that would be really good. So I'm like, egg that I one on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't mind to... commentating that. That would be fun. He's <laughs> like, I'll do that. All right. We're, we're going to figure like, out I how to make that happen. Like, oh, <laughs> damn. Right, we'll figure out how to make that happen. Guys, thank you very, very much for joining us. We're going to put up the fighters' social media so you can go check them all out. Thank you for joining us on Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We're with my co-host, host of Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland. You all know mm-hmm. where to find him. Paul, people are wanting more episodes, so you've got to do Probably that. Probably better than me. Uh, so, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a valid point. Remember to wash your hands, look after each other, and if you can do something good for someone else, do it. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. Be nice. I like that. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Good night. 
Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.